Get ready, Avalanche territory. It's now time for the Mile High Hockey Podcast with Mike Evans on your home for the most Avalanche content. Denver Sports Station, 104.3 The Fan. Hello again, everyone, and welcome in to the Mile High Hockey Podcast. I am your host, Mike Evans, and our podcast is always presented by our friends at TNT Home Services for all your plumbing, heating, cooling, and electrical needs. Give them a call, 720-500-1979 and at TNTHomeServicesCO.com. My guest this week, check out all of his coverage of the Avalanche, home and away, regular season, postseason, offseason at ColoradoHockeyNow.com. Of course, our Avalanche insider here at The Fan, the one and only Adrian Dater. And Adrian, lot to get to, so let's jump right into it. As we speak right here, what are you hearing? What is the uh, long-term prognosis for Nathan McKinnon? Nathan McKinnon in tonight against the San Jose Sharks. Wow. One day after everybody proclaiming doom and gloom and, uh, you know, all getting all their Nathan McKinnon should never fight again columns and all those out of the way. We're, he's back tonight, Mike. I don't, you know, um, yesterday morning I got a tip that he was skating and shooting pucks and somewhat shocking to me, but then then I got a video of it too. Uh, and sure enough, uh, I guess he does not have a serious injury, so nothing to see here. Let's move on. Mac is back. So what happened in, in between the the tip you got and and you know the the game in which he gets uh, he they're on the road they're in Calgary he gets sent home uh, after the Minnesota game and there's in Jared Bednar's words real concern about yeah. what was going on what what transpired well all those details I don't quite know uh, I am an insider but not that insight yeah. on this one injury information is tough to get on this stuff but uh you know yesterday I did ask around and there was like well no I guess he's not hurt I mean you know we don't know if he still has a broken finger or hand or something a crack in the hand um maybe he does still but uh um not bad enough based on the uh, prior diagnosis to uh, keep him out. Um, I, I'm just as surprised as anybody else. I mean, when the Avs send a player home early, it's almost always a bad, serious injury. Um, you heard the words from Bednar himself. I mean, it's, it's, you wouldn't think. And uh, it looked bad, but everything changed. I mean, he came home, and I guess he got a good checkup. Yeah, I guess so. <laughs> and, uh, you know, I – I'm sure he was really testing it out yesterday. That was, you know, a thing where I'm sure he was really giving, you know, let's see how I feel on the ice here. And based on the videos and everything else, I mean, the video I saw, he was just cracking one-timers at one after the other, big long wind-ups and wrist shots and stick handling. And um, so there you go. I guess it wasn't as bad as we first thought. Obviously, it was not. Great. Danger averted, but it doesn't change the fact that he can't do what he did. And and let me get it right out of the way here because I, I've heard from so many uh, tough, macho hockey guys out there that, uh, you know, have called me, you know, Snowflake and every other name in the book here when it comes to it. But, uh, hey, listen, I am not a hockey pacifist. I love fighting. I have no problem with fighting. I think fighting absolutely has its place in the game. And I think the play that occurred in Minnesota with uh, Miko Rantanen is a, a perfect example of that, that you you don't want to wait for the officials to hand out justice. 
players have the ability to, to deal with that and police players' actions on the ice in that time, in that immediate moment. I like that. I don't want that to go away. I just don't believe the likes of Nathan McKinnon should be the ones dropping the gloves. Yeah, I, I agree with everything you just said, Mike. I mean, everything you just said, I would have just said. Yeah. <laughs> um, yep. No, you don't want your superstars fighting, dropping their gloves and fighting. I mean, Nathan McKinnon's hands are extremely valuable properties to the Colorado Avalanche and their fans. If he does something to jeopardize that, where he had the choice not to, then he's got to choose not to do it. Um, this could have been a serious deal. Um, you know, um, a broken hand would have been four to six to eight weeks to recover, and he could have missed the first round. So, no, you, it's true. I totally believe in standing up for teammates, too. Um, but he should have let that – he should have let Curtis McDermott come in and handle that who I believe was on the ice at the time. So um, that should have been the case. Good on McKinnon for standing up for his guy. But, uh, you know, I wrote, I tweeted this the other day. Adam Foote used to always tell Peter Forsberg, look, Peter, do not fight. Don't go back at them so much. They win if you do that. And uh, he was right, and Peter never did. I think Peter had like one fight in his career, one or two, um, and but you don't, you know, it, 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 the same thing applied. Like you're, you're they're going to win if they take you out somehow on a fight or a retaliation. So you gotta, you gotta keep your wits about you. And because and of this, I've, I've I've spent so much more time at hockeyfightsnow.com than I have at any other time in my life, probably. And I just, I just was curious about really, you know, great players, current. And, and past and, and what their fighting history was. And it, almost universally across the board, uh, many of the great, great players didn't fight. Uh, Wayne Gretzky had no. three in his career. Uh, Sidney Crosby's had one in the last seven years. Alexander Ovechkin, a big, hulking, tough guy. One fight in like the last 12 years. Uh, Austin no. Matthews <laughs> hasn't fought. Connor McDavid hasn't fought. So mm-hmm. are you telling me that these guys... They're not competitive. Uh, they're not uh, ferocious competitors. Uh, they don't have pride. They don't like to stand up for their teammates. They don't care about their teammates. They don't have heart and courage. Are you kidding me? But they don't fight. No, you're right. It's they shouldn't, <laughs> and they shouldn't. Uh, that's why they're. You know, that's why hockey has always had this, this set up a tad where you have your tough guys yep. to take care of that stuff. And yep. They protect their superstars. Agree, disagree with it all you want, but. That's the system. Uh, you know, until they ban fighting, period, um, that's still the case. And I think you still need tough guys on a hockey team. The uh, Avs would be the first to tell you that after getting pushed around and beaten by Vegas last year. Um, so, you know, uh, yeah, Joe Sackick had two fights. Of course, we all remember one of them. How do you like them apples, Gilmore? Yeah. So, uh, of course, yeah, you just can't risk it. No. The, Again, they're, they're, that's a valuable property. If they lose Nathan McKinnon for any kind of playoff, and even if it, even if he had come back for the first round, do you really want to Nathan McKinnon on the sidelines for four weeks and getting rusty and having to jump right into the playoffs? I'm sure he would have been just played well. You, you know, Peter Forsberg missed an entire regular season and yeah. led the playoffs in scoring.
suffering when he came back. So, but, you know, risky. And he, he didn't want that anyway. So that's, that, that is no question about it. Nathan should, uh, should, should, sure, get in a scrum, shove, push. But don't take your gloves off and start throwing haymakers against the guy's helmet. And crack your hand. Yeah, that's just not good for your hockey club. Busy with Adrian Dater here on the Mile High Hockey Podcast, presented by TNT Home Services, and that disaster averted. So let's let's move on and look look forward to the you know remaining dozen or so games left here. And and what just kind of is your overall view of of the Avs uh, and and where they're at right now at at this stage as they play out the rest of the season with a healthy lead in their division, a healthy lead in the conference. Where are you at? What's the 38,000 foot view of this team right now? You know, I like it. I like the way it looks. I mean, this is a hell of a team. Uh, Got the crown division crown wrapped up conference crown wrapped up. Uh, Again, the biggest worry that I've had all along is injuries. That's the only thing that can screw them up going into the playoffs. So we almost had one here. Um, to me, uh, one big question I want to see resolved is Bo Byram. You know, where where does he fit in the lineup if he comes back? Who sits? Um, does he even play in the top six in the playoffs? Is he too? Has he missed too much time? That's one question I, I want to see resolved. And see what happens. Um, you know, that, that, that Byram continues to, uh, you know, be a factor uh, from my thinking on this team. If he comes in and he's effective and normal and plays like he can, I think the Abs are a much better team all of a sudden. Um, puck, what puck, puck possession wise, getting it out of the zone. You, know, you throw him and Gerard back in the top six. Now you've got two premier puck handlers coming out of your zone in the playoffs. You're not going to spend as much time in your zone. Um, big, big, big factor there. <clears throat> and, uh, you know, Gerard will be back in a couple of weeks, I think. Uh, Gabe Landeskog still hasn't skated. Really was a real knee injury. Uh, surgery, still not skating. He's been seen walking, albeit slowly, around the rink. So there, there's another factor. He, but assuming he's, you know, back for first round, that, you know, you need him. I like the way the team shit. I, I, I still, you know, I think Darcy Kemper had a great game the other night. And one thing I'm wondering, Mike, moving forward is how much that sort of made him more of a, you know, one of the boys kind of feeling Mm -hmm. now of this Mm -hmm. team finally. Mm -hmm. Uh, Do the ass have full faith in Kemper? Maybe they do now after that kind of game in Calgary. So uh, goaltending, of course, is huge. Kemper's still been a question mark to many people out there. Uh, I thought he took a good step forward the other night. And uh, that's one thing I'm looking forward to seeing how that, you know, uh, most for how he, you know, what happens from that. Adrian, I know you are uh, a New Englander at heart, a cynical New Englander, so you're probably always looking for the uh, the trap door between uh, beneath something. But but here's where I'm at when it comes to this team in the Western Conference. I just don't see where the competition is. I, I honestly don't, and <clears throat> and I'm I'm catching some some jinxy cat heat from people because I I really do think that armed with the way that they've gone out and addressed some of their uh, holes from a year ago, plus just everything that they they learned from a year ago, plus having their manhood constantly challenged for the last year. I just, I think that this team is just so incredibly hungry, so incredibly determined, so incredibly talented. And then I look around the rest of the Western Conference, AD, I, I, I 
I don't sweat anybody. I, I, I don't fear anybody. I don't, I don't know who's out there in the West that can beat this team four times. Do you? Uh, well, my, my old abs TV announcer, John Kelly, used to call me doom and gloom. So, uh-huh. Um, uh-huh. <laughs> so, so you can probably, probably find plenty. <laughs> I probably am sweating it out more than you are. Uh-huh. I just there's been too many upsets in the playoffs in recent years. The Oz, don't forget, beat the number one seed in the playoffs just three years ago. The Calgary Flames as a as a number eight seed. Tampa Bay Lightning set an all time record, tied the all time record for wins in a season about three years ago too. Got swept in the first round. Yeah. By, by the Columbus Blue Jackets. Um, I I I still worry, you know, about. Calgary. I think they're a very good team. Uh, they outplayed the Avs for good portions of that game. Of course, the Avs are missing three top guys, and that's not. And they still beat them. So, uh, what about Vegas, though, Mike? I mean, this team still could sneak in. Then they get Mark Stone back magically from his bad back. I'm sure. <laughs> yeah. You know, uh, um, maybe they get their goaltender back all of a sudden. Robin Leonard. You know. Uh, on the other hand, Mike, I also think be great for the app to play Vegas. In the I, first round. I, I welcome it. I welcome it. Go ahead, pound them in four straight, and then you get that mental monkey yep. off your yep. back. Yep. Too. And then they roll after that, right? Um, I, I, yeah. I, I don't sweat I, Vegas. No, I don't. Yeah, well, I don't either. I, <clears throat> how about Edmonton, though, in the first round? You, I think they still beat Vegas, Edmonton easily, but I don't like the sound of Connor McDavid and Leon Dreisaitl coming at you for first. But again, they got to beat you four times, and you know, could could they maybe have a hot night, a couple nights? Sure. I just I don't see this Avalanche team with everything that well, they've they gone through losing four times to teams like this. I, one thing I always like to do is look back on teams that were dominant wire to wire, and oh, I just cited a couple cases of teams that choked. Mm-hmm. Usually, the teams that go wire to wire win in the playoffs too. Um, it, it, the Avs have just been. Too consistent all year long. All year long they've been consistent. So there's no reason to think that won't continue. Yeah. Unless you're scared of upsets and chances like I am. Yeah, yeah, right, exactly. You're just looking for the, uh, you know, the shadows to jump out from you behind every well, corner. So <laughs> we almost just had, we almost just had one. We almost just lost Nathan McKinnon. That's for true. Who knows how long? That's and if true. that happens in the playoffs, yep. Boom. You know, now you're now you're now you're. Petrified. But as so. we sit here right now, right now, as you and I are chatting, I I feel ultra confident about this team uh, as they go into the playoffs. We will uh, play out the string the rest of the way and see how the matchups are shaping up and keep an eye on the new guys getting integrated, hopefully the injury guys coming back. As always, you can get all of your outstanding hockey coverage. AD, why don't you give Colorado Hockey Now a, a plug and, and let people know how they can Still get signed up for the outstanding playoff coverage to come. Well, I appreciate that, Mike. Sure, I'll give a plug. And I'll give everybody listening here five bucks off a yearly subscription, nice. too. How about that? Nice. Just throw in the promo code word five off. That's numeral five off. Put it in the checkout box. It takes about one minute to do. And uh, your price will drop from twenty nine ninety nine for 12 months of coverage to twenty four ninety nine. Nice. So, uh, yeah, less than a cup of coffee uh, per month. Basically, uh, you get you get uh, all my fine lyrical witticisms, and uh, Terry Fry as well. 
Kelsey Hammond. We uh, we do our best to bring oh, the most coverage uh, possible do, to the Do an fans. amazing so job. Thank you very much, An amazing Mike. job. Amazing job. All right, there he is, Adrian Dater. That'll do it for this week's Mile High Hockey Podcast. Again, presented by TNT Home Services for all your plumbing, cooling, Heating and electrical needs, reach out to TNT Home Services, 720-500-1979, and at tnthomeservicesco.com. TNT Home Services, we got your six.